You are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast with pastors Andy Smith and Kim Kylo of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Thanks for joining us and worshiping with us. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Alter Echo, Scripture and Message Podcast. This is for the weekend of February 4th and 5th. I'm recording this for you today, February 3rd, after a week long here in Minnesota of frigid icebox temperatures. And by the time you listen to this, which may be Saturday or Sunday, those icebox temperatures will be gone. So we've got good things to look forward to, and there's all kinds of hope. And I think today the gospel is great hope for us as well. I hope you are doing well wherever you are. Hope that these winter days, no matter where you are, are days in which you give thanks for the goodness of God. And even in challenging times, uh, look upon God for your strength for the day. As we start each day, let us wake up and Give thanks to God for a new day of living in his grace, which he accepts us and loves us as we are and gives us the strength to be the people he wants us to be. And let us also draw upon our baptisms, the Holy Spirit's power within us as well, to access God and to demand and rely on God for the grace that he promises. So here we are, folks. It's so good to be with you today. We are on the fifth Sunday of the season of Epiphany at St. John's Lutheran in Lakeville, Minnesota this weekend. We are also celebrating Camp Sunday, and you're going to hear that in the message today. But it is the day that we celebrate all of the ministries that we participate in and that the ELCA offers in our synods uh, around Bible camping ministry in particular. And it's a good tradition at St. John's to send kids to Bible camp, and you're going to hear why in just a minute. We are in Matthew chapter 5. This is the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. Last week you heard about the, about the Beatitudes. Today we are in salt and light. And so I'm going to invite you to turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5. This will be beginning at verse 13. We'll go through verse 20. Go ahead and pause the podcast if you want to run and get your Bible and follow along. I am going to read today, though, out of the message translation, Eugene Peterson's message translation of the New Testament. It still is a word-for-word translation, but he puts it in some some idiom and modern English that we might understand just a little bit better. So here is Matthew 5, 13 to 20 from the message translation of the Bible. Jesus' words, let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness. You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We are going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? (laughs) I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. Don't suppose for a minute 
that I have come to demolish the scriptures, either God's law or the prophets. I'm not here to demolish, but to complete. I'm going to put it all together, pull it all together in a vast panorama. God's law is more real and lasting than the stars in the sky and the ground at your feet. Long after stars burn out and earth wears out, God's law will be alive and working. Trivialize even the smallest item in God's law, and you will only have trivialized yourself. But take it seriously, show the way for others, and you will find honor in the kingdom. Unless you do far better than the Pharisees in the matters of right living, you won't know the first thing about entering the kingdom. Dear friends, this is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I will also invite you this weekend to go into the prophet Isaiah, chapter 58, right toward the end of the book of Isaiah, and read verses 1 through 12 there. That's the companion passage that we will be reading in church this coming Sunday. Everyone, let's join together in prayer. Let us pray. Grant us, O God, a new day and a new strength to live authentically, to have a heart that can be broken, to be able to cry with others, to be actively working for peace in the world, to be humble of heart and shun the haughty attitude. Give us the deep spiritual resolve to seek what is right and to practice mercy rather than seek revenge. And grant us the courage to accept the ridicule that may well come our way because of it. All this for the sake of the good of all. We pray this because of Jesus, the shepherd of our daily lives. Amen. Well, as I said in the opening today, this coming Sunday is one of my favorite Sundays of the year, Camp Sunday. <laughs> Not only do we at St. John's get to wear flannel shirts and hiking boots, in fact, it's encouraged on this Sunday, but we put the accent on one of the statistically strongest experiences for kids that causes them to remain active in their faith in adulthood, going to Bible camp. Who doesn't want this, huh? With statistics so strong? You'd have to be quite the curmudgeon <laughs> to not. Won't we do anything, when you think about it, within reason, to leave a legacy of faith and give kids the best possible chance to rejoice in having faith for the rest of their lives? Of course. Along with having at least one other mountaintop faith experience in their youth years, like, say, vacation Bible school, and having an adult other than a pastor or a youth director in their congregation come alongside them in their childhood faith journey, making it possible for kids to go to Bible camp is the number one way to help them have a lifelong faith and be salt for the earth and light for the world as Christ's people. I hope we all will always get behind this absolutely vigorously and generously in our own congregations. So, knowing that, here is the crux of the matter today. Jesus says 
you are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world already. In other words, you are what God wants for the right flavoring and color, coloring of life. This isn't even aspirational as though it's something in the future. You are already, through your baptisms, what God wants you to be. So, we need to know what it means to be salt and light and to recognize what it looks like when people have lost this identity God has already given to us. We're going to let a beautiful hymn today for everyone born help us understand this. Before we sing verse 1, I want you to remember Jesus' words after he tells us we are salt and light. He says, as we hear at the end of every baptism, now, let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works, and here's the key, and give glory to your Father in heaven. The way we live, dear friends, isn't about us. We're called to humbly admit that God is behind everything good. And we're called to humbly live as one blessed person among a world of God's beloved people. So, in church we're going to sing this together, but I'm going to sing verse 1 for you today of For Everyone Born. Here's how it goes. For everyone born, a place at the table. For everyone born, clean water and bread. A shelter, a space, a safe place for growing. For everyone born, a star overhead. And God will delight when we are creators of justice and joy, compassion and peace. Yes, God will delight when we are creators of justice, justice and joy. All right, God flavoring and God coloring. Salt and light means disciples, you and me, remember that the life of following Jesus is meant to look more and more and more like Jesus' life. Jesus didn't tell men, for instance, that they were more important than women. In fact, he went out of his way to show that women were just as honored and indispensable to God's way in the world as men. This simple truth reveals a deeper truth. God wants equality and fairness everywhere for all people. Jesus tells us we already have this flavoring and coloring of life in us. <laughs> do you? He says we do. When we do not act on it, though, there is something awry and unnatural about us. So I'm going to sing verse 2 for us of this song, and I want you to remember the joy of living equally in this world with everyone, no matter who they are. Get this picture in your head. Here's how it goes. 
for woman and man, a place at the table, revising the roles, deciding the share, with wisdom and grace, dividing the power, for woman and man, a system that's fair, and God will delight when we are creators of justice and joy, compassion and peace. Yes, God will delight when we are creators of justice, justice and joy. Now, for verse 3, simply celebrate the vibrancy of a church where young and old coexist seamlessly. All generations worshiping and rejoicing in God and each other. Remember wise people who say things like, I'd rather hear some crying of a baby in church than have the dead silence of no kids here at all. Salt and light, God flavors, God colors. That's what this is. So here's verse 3 of this beautiful song. For young and for old, a place at the table, a voice to be heard, a part in the song, the hands of a child in hands that are wrinkled, for young and for old, the right to belong, and God will delight when we are creators of justice and joy, compassion and peace. Yes, God will delight when we are creators of justice, justice and joy. I heard in the Isaiah reading today, which I hope you'll go back to, God's very clear words that essentially say, you can talk a good game all you want and make a public display of what looks like religious and pious things, but unless this results in people of faith working together to break injustices, to free the oppressed, to share ourselves totally with those who hunger for needed things, you have lost the God flavoring and the God coloring of goodness and holiness God has placed in you. I can't get out of my mind this week Tyree Nichols and the police beatings and murder again of more black people in our country. It is a cascade of injustice, of violence specifically built into some of our nation's systems, and deeply disturbing degradation that people are experiencing and consequently we are experiencing as well. For Christians, for people of God's word, it is indefensible to defend this kind of injustice and violence or to try to justify it. As we sing verse 4, the call to forgiveness is not a call to overlook things that are deeply wrong as though those unjustly treated are just doormats. No, 
It is instead the difficult call to not seek revenge on the, those who perpetrate injustice, but to demand an end to the violence, to seek rehabilitation of perpetrators in a much more faithful human way of seeing and living with each other. That's salt and light. So, let me sing verse 4 with you. For just and unjust, a place at the table, abuser abused with need to forgive, in anger and hurt, a mindset of mercy, for just and unjust, a new way to live. And God will delight when we are creators of justice and joy, compassion and peace. Yes, God will delight when we are creators of justice, justice and joy. Finally, verse 5 of this hymn is very important as well. God's people are called to speak out, to witness to the way of God in the world, to be honest and faithful in our understanding of God's callings for us, and to seek the freedom to live without fear and in equality with all people. God's people are called to speak out. Sometimes when we speak out, however, in the church, we eat our own. Some people bristle. Some even strike out at pastors or parishioners who work for justice and peace. The prayer that opened this sermon today had this to say toward the end, and grant us the courage to accept the ridicule that may well come our way because of it. Hmm. But the church is called to be salt for the earth, the flavoring of God's love and justice for all, and the light of hope and freedom for the world and for all people. This is what Jesus says is our steady state, which is built into us. To fight it is unnatural. To embrace it is to be faithful, to be the extension of God's heart and hands and feet. So let's close, everyone, with verse 5 of this song. At the end of it, we will say, Amen, Lord, let it be so. For everyone born a place at the table to live without fear and simply to be to work to speak out to witness and worship for everyone born the right to be free and god will rejoice when we are creators of justice and joy, compassion and peace. Yes, God will delight when we are creators of justice, justice and joy. Amen, Lord. Let it be so. 
And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.